Hi friends, welcome back to another video slash episode of the James Red Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to finish a project, or how to start, carry out, and finish a project. Now I'm not speaking to this from a seat of high authority on the matter. I'm speaking to this as somebody who has completed a couple successfully through fire and, and chaos and battle, and I've learned a couple of things along the way. I try to engage in the creative process on a daily basis. It is it is a bit of a an oxygen for me, if you will. And this YouTube channel is is that. It's a big project with a bunch of daily sub-projects within. A couple of things that have been... Well, one thing that has been tremendously helpful for me in, in carrying out projects uh, from their fetal infant stage to an to an eggplant to a a uh, spaghetti squash human being sized human or baby sized human to a an adult old person death is to have a realm to list and develop my ideas now this can look like many different things for me this looks like an app uh, it, it's I have an app called Bear, and it's a fantastic place to write out your ideas. And it's an aesthetically pleasing environment that I love to spend my time in. And you, you can use this app. You could use other apps. There's one called Notion. It's all it's a both Bear and Notion are a subscription based app with a free version as well. You could use an app called Simple Note. It's free. Fantastic. Uh, aesthetically pleasing place to spend your time. You can use the notes app on your iPhone. You can, a lot of people say that writing it down on a piece of paper is a fantastic idea. Some people put sticky notes all over their computer desktop. Uh, there's studies around using a piece of paper and actually writing it down. You could finger paint if you want. There's, I mean, I suppose you could organize that. You just make a grid with a red line of finger paint. Then you make a, a blue, then you make do some blue doodles and then you, green doodles because the green doodles are more important. This sort of thing. Whatever works for you, whatever connects with your brain the, the best. But the idea is to have a, a place of development for your ideas and to have a place where ideas are consistently developing in different stages of their growth. This is a good way to organize your thoughts create structure, and understand what baby steps, and we'll get back to baby steps more in a second, need to happen to finish the project. And it will help you generate momentum. Now, specificity is a good thing when you're trying to develop projects. So for me, this looks like if I'm trying to make a video uh, for this channel, let's say I want to shoot three videos in a, in a day. It's a good idea to write down, shoot three videos today, right? Uh, it's a good idea to write down, edit two videos today. Put a number to it because that will push you beyond. It's the difference between you going, okay, I finished one, I have two more to go, and okay, I finished one, I'm going to get a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and this allows you to push yourself to a new level. And you'll continue to grow this way. And for, before you know it, you may be saying, let's, let's shoot five videos today. I want to shoot 10. And that's a, that's a good thing, right? Another thing that's really important is to define your, your goal with your project. 
So this is, you could look at this from an overall level, defining the, the, what you're trying to be up to with your life, what you're trying to be up to with this specific project, what you're trying to be up to with this, this thing today. Who do you want to reach? Who, what do you want the people who you are reaching to get out of this? What do you want this to mean to the world? All of these definitions are good. They will help you carry out projects. And it's good to have a rough vision of the structure and the end goal of the project. Now, things will shift violently, but uh, and, and, and it's good to build in flexibility into your plans as well, obviously. Now, if we talk about baby steps, I would say the baby steps is the backbone of any good project. And so if we look at the pyramids, the great pyramids of Egypt... These pyramids were not built by a single flailing of stones into, into the triangular pyramidic shape that it is today, right? They had catapults. They just launched them all. They all fell into place. They were slowly moved into place, the stones, as much as you'll, you'll watch National Geographic and they seem to know what happened. We really don't know how they got the stones there. We guess uh, we there's question about when they were even built, this sort of thing, but but they were built one stone at a time. I think it's safe to say, <laughs> and so you have to approach any project by breaking it down into these steps. Make them as small as you feel like they need to be, but there are a plethora of insane dynamics that will happen in the middle of a project, both external and internal, and knowing your next step is your greatest weapon against the chaos that will come. The, there's an insidious amount of random emotionality that will happen in your brain as you're trying to, to carry out a project. And this is, this is part of it. This is supposed to happen. You're not the only one that's feeling this. And you're going to not feel motivated on certain parts consistently. That I, I, I always have trouble feeling motivated to edit or to shoot, for that matter, until I sit down and start doing it. And it gets a lot easier. And then you develop momentum. This is why I always talk about momentum and how momentum is like a train. It takes It's really hard to get it moving. But once you get it moving, it's easier to keep it going, right? It's a, it's a flow, I think. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I would assume that's out. But it's a good analogy, okay? I, I, I understand it has its breaking points. But <laughs> the idea is the, the, the getting it going is the hardest part. Uh, once you start moving in the creative process, it gets tremendously easier to carry on momentum, but then you'll run into other areas where you don't have as much momentum and that's hard. You got to keep that going too. All of this needs to kind of progress forward in harmony. That's the goal, but you're going to continue to struggle with this. Now you're not going to feel pleasure all the way through this process. You can work to feel more. You can work to be more in line with the happiness you're trying to achieve while carrying out these creative projects. But there will be times where it's very difficult and depressing. There's a difference in pleasure and fulfillment, though. And there's a fulfillment that you feel from carrying out the creative pro uh, process, going through that grind, and coming out the other side, seeing what you've created. And I think this applies beyond the traditional... Um, the traditional container which the creative process 
tends to be put in into everything in life, any anything you're trying to develop. I mean, if, I don't know, if you're a linebacker and you want to become better and help your team win the game, all of this stuff is is part of what I would call the creative process and development. So now what what do we do when things go sideways, right? What, uh, what we do when things go really sideways, it's, it's a good idea to reorient yourself with your vision. That's why it's a good idea to have a pretty pretty solid understanding of what your vision is and what you're trying to do. And the bigger the project, I, I would assume, the bigger, the, the, the stronger the vision needs to be to maintain forward motion. But when things go moderately sideways, that is what structure is for. That's what these baby steps are for. And like I said, the baby steps are your weapon against everything that will come at you. It won't feel intuitive to just do the next baby step when things get really difficult. But at least you have that baby step there when things do get difficult. And that baby step is the key to the next baby step and the next baby step. And so, the, yeah, hold on to the structure that you have created. And, and I think of, I think of a, a reference here that is fitting. You may or may not have played a video game called Shadow of the Colossus. This is a game where you are a single human being. Your girlfriend has died somehow, and you're supposed to bring her back to life. It's a, it's an, a very iconic video game of the PlayStation 2 era. And in the video game, you have to slay these colossi. These are enormous monsters. It's, it's an amazingly simple concept, executed well. These, these, uh, the art direction is beautiful in the game. Very aesthetically pleasing. You get a horse. You get to ride a horse. He's your friend. Ah, yes, one of the great and predictable hurdles that the creative process will throw at you is that your camera will die in the middle of recording. This is why it's good to always have a battery charging somewhere. But what was I talking about? The Colossus and defeating the Colossus. When you're playing this game, you have to you, you have to get on top of these enormous monsters, find their weak points, and they're all in different places. So it's as much of a puzzle game as it is anything. And the way the, you should look for the hair patches on their body because that's what you climb up and hold on to as they move about. There's one where the 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 weak spot is on the head, and you have to climb up to the head. You hang on to the hairs on the head as he starts flailing back and forth like this. And, the, you know, the head is the size the size of a, a, a city bus, and you're the size of a human. So you have to hang on for dear life because he doesn't want you to stab his brain, which is totally reasonable. You know, you hang on for dear life as he's flailing back and forth. I want you to hang on to the structure that you've created, like... Timothy, or whatever his name is, hangs on to the Colossus's head. Another thing that I've learned to access when things get overwhelming is a sort of grit. And you develop grit through the hard points in life, through persevering through the hard points in life, uh, through weathering the storm, so to speak. And this is a, this is a, an idea that is heavily integrated into our society, has been for forever, because life has tough bits and it has tragic bits, has really tough bits. And you have to, you, and, and you have to learn how to develop a sort of grit to deal with it. And what's interesting about this process of developing grit and accessing grit is they both happen at the same time. 
when you when you hit a hard spot, you develop grit through persevering, but you also access the grit by choosing to develop the grit, right? The persevering, in a sense, is the grit. So the more that you learn how to access this grit and deal with the, the different types of situations that may come at you, the more you will be able to overcome all of the obstacles that will, that will try to come at you as you, um, as you deal with the creative process of life as a whole. And in a sense, all of life is a creative process. So you use, you use, you use grit with the backbone of structure to be successful in your projects. And life has enormous projects. Life has small projects. They're all happening simultaneously. And so you have to develop a very dynamic type of grit. And this is how, this is how I've learned to deal with the hardest parts of accomplishing what I'm trying to accomplish. But that's it. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. Like the video if you liked it. If you liked it a lot, please feel free to subscribe. That would be super neat. I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.